The region of France that gives Champagne its name sparkles with possibilities for travelers. To help us plan a trip to the Champagne region of France and to provide pointers for enjoying the good stuff, we're joined now by tour guides Julie Sanvaux and Virginie Moret. Bonjour, mes amis. Bonjour. Bonjour. So Champagne, what do you think about uh, when I say the word Champagne? Party, celebration, friends. Okay. Bubbles, effervescence. And if you're looking at a map and you say Champagne, what do you think about? Eastern France, northeastern France. One of the most northern regions where they grow wine. And it's, it really is synonymous with the, the beloved bubbly wine. Is, now, they must work hard to protect the image of oh, champagne because absolutely. everybody produces this kind of wine. And a lot of people call it champagne. But the people of Champagne try to say it's only, only us yeah. that can call it that. I lived for 10 years in the U.S. And when people were saying, I'm bringing champagne, I would be like, Mm-mm, this is Californian sparkling wine. But it's, you know, it's branding. It's what we call the terroir in France. Yeah. You know, wines from Champagne, they have to come from there and they have to follow uh, methods, you know, champagne for making method. that. Exactly. To be called Champagne. So there are bubbly, sparkling wines from other parts of France yes. that are not mm-hmm. called Champagne? What yes, are they, what are we they have called? the Crément d'Alsace, mm-hmm. Crément de la Loire, uh, Clérette de Die. So pretty much every region of France where so they make Claret, wine. I would pronounce it as an American Claret. That's a, a bubbly wine? Not the same Claret as what was exported to England. Okay, that's no, a different... Claret, yes. Claret. But that word is used for the bubbly. And yes. then Crément. Crément. Sometimes they call it Mousseux. And in Italy... Prosecco, Prosecco, Spain. Cava, the same methods of making champagne, but you Mm -hmm. can't even call it méthode champenoise, Mm -hmm. but you have to call it traditional methods of making bubbly wine. Okay. Even Yves Saint Laurent, I think it was Yves Saint Laurent back in the 90s, he tried to make a perfume which was shaped like the cork. The bottle was shaped like the cork of champagne, and he called it champagne, and there was a lawsuit. No, you couldn't call it champagne. they really are serious about that. They defend it. Mm -hmm. Now, it goes way back historically. Champagne was invented in Epernay, right? In Champagne country. Yeah, and what they had to go through historically to defend the vineyards and to defend the champagne and to sell it because it was so difficult to produce it and to export it because of the bottles and the bubbles and the it would go bad very easily and so they they worked so hard to make it what it is that they and they, they wanted, deserve it they and, deserve the sure, name sure and they wanted to protect the quality if somebody right. makes some second rate stuff and calls it champagne it's not going to be good for your for your brand and it's a pretty recent wine that we have because originally as uh, Julie mentioned it was very north so it's very mm-hmm. hard to get good quality wine and they were competing for the steel wine with the burgundy wines which are known to be better. So after the accident of the monk Dom Pérignon, of finding out that with a second fermentation, you could keep the bubble in the wine, you know, it took a few centuries before, finally, when we get train transportation and the glassmaker are getting better at making glass that would not break. Okay, because then the champagne bottle has a, a reinforced bottom, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Because there's so much power packed in and here. And the glass it just is wants thicker. To pop. When I open up a wine bottle, it doesn't pop out. But when I open a champagne bottle, of course, it pops. Is that because of the second fermentation? Yes, the pressure that you actually have in the bottle. So explain mm-hmm. just in very easy terms, what is champagne? I mean, how do they make it? So to make wine, you need fermentation. So you, you need ferment to, the grape juice. Yes, you need sugar to become alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is that in steel wine, you want to prevent a second fermentation. Mm-hmm. But in champagne, you actually want to trigger it. And how do they do that? So they add yeast and sugar, mm-hmm. which in France, you can't add anything to the wine. 
unless you're doing champagne, and ah. that's what you want to do that. And so you're going to create a second fermentation, which will happen this time not in the barrel or the stainless steel you know, vat, but in the bottle. In the bottle. Which you cap with a beer cap, uh-huh. and that you turn upside down. So this is quite labor-intensive then, on this upside-down part. It used to be very labor-intensive. Because I've seen those racks, and, yes. and you know they say they every what every day they have to turn, turn it, it a little a bit. Quarter turn. What's the it's purpose called, of that? It's called riddling, and the purpose is when they put the yeast in it, ah. it when it dies, it kind of sticks to the side of the bottle, and they need to get it up into the neck of the bottle, so oh. then they can pop that bottle cap off, and the pressure will push the yeast out. Then they just fill it back up with a little bit of wine or sometimes Some sugar. Some kind of liqueur or something. Mm, sometimes brandy. So th- but it takes a while for the sediment to slowly spin Little down by little, it slides Eventually down. you've spun it over time and it's all the Im- impurities are at the near the cap. Mm. And then do they, they freeze it? So they yeah. have to freeze it. And it's interesting to see how it's made by hand because originally there was no machine. Nowadays yeah. it's made with machine. But the people who were, you know, making what we call the dégorgement, mm-hmm. disgorging, I assume mm-hmm. you call it in yep. English, uh-huh. they had to be super fast. They had to freeze, freeze uh, it, pop the, it out, pop and up. then pop it up, and then and add then add the wine, sweet stuff that or gives add it the wine. personality or the wine, yeah. yeah, or sugar also if you wanted to. And that would give or, the personality to this or that wine. I exactly. would think that little extra you add, and then you cap it mm-hmm. with the real, you know, cork this time. Yeah, the famous cork. And that process is called riddling when they turn them. And a Riddler, a good Riddler, can turn about 60,000 bottles a day. A Riddler. Mm-hmm. So he, two hands going through, yep. turn, 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 turn. And those up, racks that, yeah. And, and then the bottle goes steeper and steeper Mm-mm. and steeper, and eventually it's ready to... Um, and Rick is doing it. this with his bottle, so when yes. he opens it, it's, it's going to explode. Well, let's do this. This is Travel with Rick Steves. I'm talking with Virginie Morey and Julie Sanvaux. We're talking champagne, which can only be called champagne if it's from mm-hmm. Champagne Country, two hours away from Paris by TGV train, I believe. And the big city is Reims. Reims. R-E-I-M-S. This is one of those towns that are hard to pronounce. It sort of rhymes with France, yes. but it's spelled like Reims. The average traveler would look at that and go, Reims, but it's Reims. Virginia, you've got a wonderful ability <laughs> to say it. How would you say it in French? Reims. Reims. And then you have to pronounce the S at the end, which usually we don't. We don't say Paris, we say Paris. Right. But we say Reims, so it's the exception. It's the exception. And Julie, you have uh, lived in France for a long time, but you grew up in America. Let's hear you say it. <laughs> I, I roll it a little bit yeah. That's good. <laughs> and then champagne is from uh, many different caves. And uh, Rance, if you're touring, you can go to Epernay. Mm-hmm. And this is the famous, uh, the legendary discovery. The monk accidentally fermented his wine twice. And he goes running down the halls. Brothers, he's in the abbey. I still picture this one a thousand years ago. Brothers, brothers, come quickly. I'm drinking, drinking stars. stars. <laughs> so that would be a great day for us champagne lovers. And uh, let's, should we have a little bit? Oh, oh yes, yes, of course. Never say no to champagne. Oh, I didn't need to sell you on that. So this is, I just love this. You know, it's sort of a tradition, isn't it? I mean, it's it's a ritual, I mean. It is a, a ritual opening. And even when you, when you start to open that, if you'll notice, you always undo the wire cage, you turn it seven times. You sur- oh, you do? It's, it's okay, twisted so I'm gonna seven do this now. times. And I was demonstrating the uh, spinning thing, so we don't know how energized this is going to be. But I'm going to spin it seven times. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You got it. Magic number. Well, I didn't realize that. Oh, my I life, I've been popping that. these things. And you're not at the Tour de France, so you're not going to spill So I take the little, this is like a dog's muzzle. I take that off. People collect those, the top. Now I'm going to, walk me through this. We're going to. Well, what you want to do is you want to hold the cork. Yeah. 
and you want to twist the bottle. You don't oh. twist the cork. You twist the bottle. Is that a and tradition? And you hold or? it at an angle, yeah. and that way it shouldn't explode. Okay. But you a little bit more of an angle. More of an angle? You shook it several times So before. I'm holding it at a 45-degree angle, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'm going to hold Turn the, the corks, and I'm turning the bottle. Yes. And then? And what you really want to do is just make it burp. You want to make it sigh. Well, you, you don't, don't want to make it, it pop. To, it's not like after a football game and you're going to lose all no, your No, we do that, and it's fun, and that's okay. But they do it. When they do it, it just goes, psh. Oh, so I'm going to let it, like, I'm going to burp the baby. Right. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. And it good. He didn't spill a drop. That oh. beautiful steam. It's like oh, he didn't baby. waste a drop. And, and I and I must oh, pour you some. No, is, is there any uh, trick to pouring it? Do I hold the glass a certain way? Hold the glass at an angle, yeah. so you're not going to have uh, foam. Oh, so you minimize the foam by holding it at an angle. Yeah. And I poured about. Merci. All these. Usually, things. this is actually the only wine in France where you go to the top of the glass. Other wines, you never want to have a oh. full glass because then you don't have room to swirl it. But on the ah, champagne, usually you, you go can to the top. the top. Here we go. Oh, that Lucky sounds Julie. lovely. Ooh, la, la. Thank you for telling him that for my glass. I appreciate that. <laughs> I love that. that. Now, let's just listen for a minute. I like this. Okay, ready? And it... It sort of, my cup runneth over, but it, it does it not perfect. spill. It was perfect. It was perfect. You got that foam to go up there, but not over the edge. And then you've got these bubblies. I mean, it just makes you feel festive. It does. Exactly. It's like something great happened. And then what do we say? Santé. 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 To your health. À la vôtre. À la vôtre. À la vôtre. Mm-hmm. Life is good. Pas mal, as the French do say. Not, not bad. bad. <laughs> I like that. Pas mal. Not bad. Mm. And next time you come to Reims, Rick, you have to become part of the brotherhood of the saber, the golden saber. So now what is that? So you opened the bottle of champagne the way most people open it. But in France, when we deal with wine, we have to have tradition. And so there is a brotherhood where they teach you how to open a bottle using a saber. A sword? A sword. Wow. Mm-hmm. You mean you open the bottle with a sword? Just and you actually t- don't spill any of it. So you have to have the right temperature. The glass. The bottle. Well, the, the bottle. glass. Yeah. And then there is a weak point on the bottle Designed of into the bottle. The seam, where the, the bottle is actually seamed oh, together okay. is the weak point. If you remove the top label, you would find it. Okay. And then you take your sabre, your sword, and you tilt the bottle at a certain angle, mm-hmm. like you have now, so it's a 45-degree yep. angle. And then using your sword. The side of your sword. You're not cutting it, you're sliding it. You're going to slide a little bit on the bottle to find Mm -hmm. that weak point and to warm it just a little bit. And then there is no violent uh, movement in it. You just have the sword caress the bottle to the rim and then it will cut sharply the top with no spill. And the top of the bottle, the rim of the bottle comes off with the cork. Mm -hmm. So you don't pop the cork, you... No, the you, cork doesn't come out. It stays in the rim, and that the glass comes would apart. would be dramatic. And you've seen this happen? Yes, oh, yeah. we do it. And you it's become part of the brotherhood. And you actually don't even need a sword. It can be done with... I've seen it done with a um, ladle. Oh, my goodness. Ladle. I've seen it done yeah. with the bottom of another glass. Well, here, here's to opening that bottle any way you can. Santé. Santé. Now, when you're going to be... It's great to be drinking champagne right here, i got to tell you. But uh, let's say you're traveling around France and you want to uh, have a little more background on this champagne before you actually uh, drink it. You can go to Reims and go to the famous champagne coves. And there's, there's hundreds of champagne coves. A lot of them are open to the public. 
What is the process for going to... I like Reims because you can get there from Paris easily. It's got a great cathedral with amazing history. It was the place for royal coronations. What, 26 kings were crowned there, mm-hmm. France, I believe, mm-hmm. going all the way back to Clovis 1,500 years ago. And you've also got Marc Chagall stained glass windows there. Oh, amazing. Incredible sound and light show. Uh, yes. What is, the, the sound and light shows are just dramatic. Have you been to that one in Rams? Yes, the French are known for their sound and light show. Each time I have uh, American travelers, they think, oh, okay, yeah. know, it's boasting about the French and their sound and light show. And everybody's amazed, especially on the cathedral, because they manage to give you an idea of what it was like when those cathedrals were actually painted because they were painted inside and out. So, so it gives laser, you an idea. It's laser yes. lighting and this glorious lighting and you can actually uh, inhabit it with workers and kings and coronations mm-hmm. and tell the whole story on the facade. Mm-hmm. And people gather after dark. It depends on how late the sun goes yes. down. And, and you sit there in the park in front of the cathedral and it comes to light with all these lasers and great sound. And it's... I think the problem with sound and light shows is they have an image from the old school sound and light shows back mm-hmm. when I was a kid in the, mm. you know, in the uh, La Zanvalide in Paris. They had a sound and light show. And it was very boring. Oh, but okay. it was the only thing you could do back in those days. Now, it's not your grandmother's sound no, and light show. Not, no, they're not tacky. No. It's called mapping. And they, and they actually, like you said, inhabit the building with the color or with the people. And yeah. so... Yeah. It's brilliant. It transforms and, and, it. It's jaw-dropping. In, in Rance, that's one place where you really want to remember to do that because that's, Definitely. I think, one of the best in France. What else do you have in the town of Rance before you get into the Champagne Caves? You have the Palais du Tour, which is the bishop's palace adjacent to the cathedral, cathedral, and that houses the treasury of the kings. But that was a big deal that centuries of kings were crowned not in Paris but in, in, in Rance. And then also uh, World War II, 1945, the uh, the war was finished and Eisenhower and the Allies yes. accepted the unconditional surrender sure. of the German forces right there. And it's an amazing little museum if you're interested in that the history. The Surrender Museum, it's left just as it was when they signed. I love it. And then you can go, after you've done your history now <laughs> and right. your art, you can go out to the Champagne Cups. Let's just say you're going to go to Tachinje. That's one of the Champagne Cups that are available for the public there. What's the experience? So you go to Tetanger. It's better to have a reservation. They do a different group, you know, timing. And then you're going to go down into the cellar. So you're not going to have an elevator. You do have to use your legs. This is before the tasting. Oh, yeah. So the down tasting into is the after. cellar, that would be a, a series of caves deep down in that yes. kept the temperature the same all the time. Exactly. We call them crayères. So it's kind of a chalky uh, mm-hmm. stone that we have there. And you're going to see uh, some of them date back from the Roman time. Most of them will be from the you know, 14th, 15th century. And uh, they explain to you how they make champagne. They show you the riddling, the old method. And then you would finish by tasting uh, one, two, three, or four of their champagne. Tasting? Absolutely. Did somebody yes. say tasting? Did somebody <laughs> say tasting? Oh, that's my kind of tour. <laughs> Here's to champagne. Santé. Wow. French culture. You can drink it. (laughs) And this is a brut. You had a brut. Now we have uh, several types of... You can uh, tell that just by tasting. Yeah, it's drier. Tasted wet. We have uh, brut and sec. Sec Mm. means dry, but it's the sweetest. So the brut is the champagne that is going to have the less amount of sugar added. Now in the old times, they used to add way more sugar than they do now. But Mm. they have to add some of the sugar. And so you want a brut when you have it as a 
aperitif like we're having now. Right. Because if it's too sweet, it's just, you know, that's not something that you right. want to have before dinner. Mm. And then if you have champagne with dessert, then maybe you want something sweeter. So, so you look sec. for the word, this says brut, brut. or sec. Mm-hmm. So or demi-sec, which yeah. is halfway through. Okay. So, and but if, if you're doing it to enjoy the flavor of the champagne without something sweet to eat with it, you'd probably have brut. brut. Mm-hmm. And now they're making rosé champagnes. That are very festif. Mm-hmm. Right. And the uh, difference with you know, champagne and other wines is that you don't have a vintage on every bottle because it's actually a blend. This is a region of France which is very north for growing mm-hmm. uh, vines. And so it's not consistent. So they have the right to blend different years. If you have a year on a bottle, it means it comes from only one year. But those are exceptional years okay. and they're going to be more expensive. So it's expensive. better to blend it. It's the way they've been making they it because they don't have the, the production that they would have other places. So I'm starting to feel this champagne, <laughs> but um, let's. can you teach me just a French, um, like what you would say when you're having a good time together, uh, more than uh, santé, what would you say? If you want to be formal, you say à la vôtre. That means à votre santé, to your health. Um, and you, or you can say just santé. Where I live in the countryside in France, we say chin chin. Chin chin. Yeah, we do the same chin chin. Chin chin. chin chin. And then is there some sort of a blessing you give to people? May you live... Uh, well, you, may santé you means to your health. health. Yeah. So yeah. it's that the more you drink, the more you have santé, the healthier the you healthier are. The healthier you get. <laughs> All right. And we're going to enjoy French culture with the help of our better understanding of <laughs> champagne. Virginie Moret and Julie Sanvo, I would like to drink to you. And thank Merci. you very much for our lesson and a beautiful slice <laughs> of French culture. Mm-hmm. A santé. Oh, there's one thing. You have to look at the person in the, in the eye eyes. when you're... Always. Always. Very nice. Merci bien. Merci. <laughs> Au revoir. Au revoir. Each year, Rick Steves Tour Guides take thousands of free-spirited travelers on escorted tours through Europe, one small group at a time. This year, you can choose from more than 40 different vacations in Europe's best destinations, from Ireland to Greece, and practically everywhere in between. Begin your next trip at ricksteves.com.